Alright, so we're testing this out. I don't necessarily have anything to okay. specifically talk about. But we shall see how this goes. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? How was your week? My week has been good. You know, it's really interesting. When you know you're being recorded, it's really hard for you to think of things to say. But in real sure. life, it's really easy to converse. Like uh, Sometimes. Well, no, I mean, I, I see what you're saying and I agree yeah. some level, but I really think think it depends on the person because oh, sometimes yeah. people, they aren't like part of part of the uh, ability to have a good conversation. It's, you know, one, you have to be engaged yeah, and you have to be interested or appear to be interested. Yeah. And then also you have to be on some level vulnerable to share things about yourself. That's true. Or even have knowledge about something. Like if you don't know anything about anything. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of. I think that's hard to not know anything about anything. Yeah, not even yourself. Yeah, I mean, but some people don't. Some some people don't actually take the time to reflect. Yeah. You know, um, which yeah isn't really good. No. <laughs> uh, but I think for me, I just like I know. So I say this all the time, as far as like introversion versus extroversion. Uh-huh. I think I fall more on the introversion yeah. side. Yeah. And um. People might think that it's not introversion because when I'm talking to people, I talk about like deep stuff. Uh-huh. But I think that's one of the things. I don't really know what I am. I'll probably just reassess. Not that it really matters. I'm me. But I know that I like. Um, I like. I like. I, <laughs> not like talking. talking. No, no, not talking. I like deep conversation. I like to know people's stories. I like to know their why. Yeah. And like what drives them. Like yeah. I like to know deep things about people. Right. And um. But then like. And so, like, with me, me and you can talk all day. Yeah. Or I can talk to one of my friends, but then when I know I'm being, like, recorded or I'm on tape or... Kind of... It's like I blank. Blank like, out. And then I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, no, I need to talk a certain way. Oh, yeah. I need yeah. to sound a certain way. And it's like, no, just be yourself. Yeah. Any other day, I don't have time. I don't have problems talking. I might stumble over my words. It's like, why isn't that good enough? So yeah. I know that's a little, little side tangent. No, it's fine. I think it's related to, let's avoid these bushes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's related to um, what we're talking about. You know, yeah. I, I think there's a, a level of fear. Yeah. Because that's part of, like, if you're being recorded, even if nobody ever hears it. Yeah. I feel like there's a level of. You probably uh, hear a lot of wind right now. <laughs> maybe. A lot of performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anxiety. And I don't want to perform. I think that's the thing. I feel like. Technically, we're always, always performing. Yeah. But, like, I kind of, like, my goal is to be able to be myself for a living. Right. That's what I want to do. Yeah. With all the mistakes and the mishaps, I don't want to be this polished version of myself. Yeah. Because then I would have to keep it up. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I just want to be myself. Yeah. And myself is flawed. Yeah. And still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And she changes. Like, you know, so why do we harp so much over trying to be perfect be perfect be this one version this one perfect version of ourselves we're not yeah one dimensional i think that's part of the pendulum swing Hmm. when it comes to culture yeah and media and stuff like on some level (laughs) that guy was texting (laughs) oh no Uh, uh but on one level people they like the idea of perfection because it kind of gives them something to strive for and it also sort of excuses their flawedness 
So it's kind of like, oh. well, you know, if it's like, well, that person's perfect. Oh, okay. So, you like, know, I could never do that. Yeah, I could never do that. So yeah. if you have any shortcomings or flaws or anything like that, yeah, it kind of excuses it because I'm yeah. not in the public eye. I'm not this. I'm not a leader. I'm not anything. Right. Um, I'm just a regular. Right. I'm just a regular quotes, person. Right. Regular person. Right. Right. But I think that I say that's part of the pendulum swing yeah. because a lot of people don't want to see that anymore. Yeah. And it's probably, you know, mainly our generation because you don't. Tired of perfect. Yeah, we're tired of perfect. Yeah. But the, the lie that came with perfect mm. is that these people are also perfect, but you find out that they are flawed. Mm. So once you start seeing the cracks in the porcelain, gotcha. you don't want it anymore. Gotcha. It breaks a lot easier. So then what would be, if we're talking about cracks in porcelain, what would be the opposite of that pendulum like what uh, that look like quote unquote authenticity <laughs> but you know some people fake authenticity yeah yeah and it's like it's everything is a thing now yeah. like honestly just be yourself yeah because we're we're interesting but we're not all that interesting like no. i feel like i feel like some people want to make a living like i do yeah for example i want to make a living off of being authentic yeah but i know now there's a wave of what authenticity looks like and right. i don't even want that yeah like i feel like i don't know it's almost celebrated to be struggling it's celebrated i don't know how to explain it no yeah i, I feel like we all know what it looks like on the gram yeah it's almost like the opposite of like a perfectly photoshopped photo yeah um now is like self-care but you're only doing self-care for the gram right? yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah Authenticity to me sometimes is not even going on social media right. or being like, right. I don't owe you guys an apology for not right. being around. Right, or needing, or yeah. needing social media. In the it's almost like you need validation. Way. I feel like that's what I'm trying to say. It's almost like you're being, um, with using air quotes, being authentic. Yeah. You're making this fabricated version of authenticity to be perfectly accepted. Right, right. So it's like an, it's... <laughs> What is the word? What is the word when it's like, it's, it's almost ironic. Like you're, hmm. you're trying to be authentic, but you're just trying to put on this perfect version of being authentic. authentic yeah, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the, in the yeah. attempt of being authentic, yeah. you're actually not being authentic at, yeah. authentic at all. What is it? What is the word that means like when factories make something, something is manufactured. Okay. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> It's a manufactured version of authenticity, yeah. you know? And I feel like if that, if perfection was, um, if it was able to like market perfection mm -hmm. and able to make money off of it, mm -hmm. the same thing is being done for authenticity now. Oh yeah. Like it's not even, you're not even being real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole thing with, you know, with the wave of like reality TV. Yeah, but it's not even reality. Yeah, but for a long time, people thought it was. I did. Yeah, see, a lot of people <laughs> thought it did. <laughs> and then when, once you find out, yeah. oh, wait, this isn't real. Yeah, it's for fakes. Yeah, it's for fakes. Yeah. And that's why, even though it still is kind of popular Yeah. in some regards and on some channels. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. But people still gravitate to it. Yeah. Um, at this point, it's because of you know, drama usually. Yeah. It becomes like a somewhat tangible soap opera. True. You know. But I think for me, like, I I felt like these were real people. Like, even watching the show, I'd be like, oh, these are my friends. Even right. though they don't know me, I don't know right. them in real life. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I resonate with their story, mm -hmm. with their want yeah. to create art. 
yeah and the struggle and the grind and all yeah. of that but um yeah like it's funny when you were talking about love and hip-hop really is not even about them and their music it's yeah. about like the drama surrounding it yeah and i feel like some of the drama is honest yeah. but i do feel like a lot of it is manufactured yeah and it's sad because this display of using air quotes authenticity yeah is hindering their career oh yeah it's like handicapping them like yeah and it's sad because a few make it, but then a lot look up 10 years later and it's like, dang, for 10 years I was involved in authentic drama. Right. And I don't have nothing to show for it. Right. Besides yeah. the drama itself, which, you yeah. know, I think even with the reality TV wave, yeah. that's what happened. A lot of people went on the show and then that became their career. Mm. It's like, how can I be a, yeah. a reality TV star? Yeah. So, and people know. aspire to be yeah, yeah. that. Because I think it, it kind of sort of like sports yeah you know like once you make it into the league long as you can find mm -hmm. another way like you know you play sports for a certain period of time yeah and then become a sportscaster yeah or newscaster and you talk about sports yeah same thing with like reality tv shows you get on what was it like real world or uh, road i used rules. to want to go on real right world. so many people did <laughs> and then the idea is like you get on there for a season yeah. and then they bring you back for either another one for a challenge they, right they bring you back for challenges i really want to do the challenge or whatever other spin-offs they had for it yeah you know real world reunion or something yeah, i don't yeah. know <laughs> but it just it becomes a market <clears throat> i also like road rules too right that was cool I wish I would bring it back. It probably still is on. It I probably is. <laughs> like MTV Five or something. Right. How many MTVs do we need? Right. But yeah, no. Um, but all in all, I think to my point, I just want to be myself for a living. I want to say yes to what I really feel like saying yes to, and what God is saying, to calling me to say yes to, and right. no, and be able to say no and be okay and be content and not be worried. What do you think hinders you from doing that? Um, the I think honestly, the idea of resting I know because it's something I talked about in my own thing and journaling about and <clears throat> podcasting about rest and how rest is important. Mm -hmm. But I think for some of me, some of my reasoning for taking on gigs that I don't really want to take on mm -hmm. or doing stuff is, is because I feel like I have to. Like I feel right. like. In the beginning, I got to pay my dues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the issue arises when using air quotes, paying my dues gets in the way of creating art that I really want to create. Right, right. Um, so I think it's just fear. Fear of not doing enough. Fear of becoming obsolete. Hmm. Like, or being so, like, cornered into a niche. Like, for example, with my photography stuff, mm -hmm. I don't want to do weddings no more. Right. I don't really enjoy them. I enjoy weddings and mm -hmm. I enjoy taking pictures, but to be paid to do it, I don't really, I don't like it. Right. And um, I've just gotten to the point where I took that service off of my website, but for a long time I felt like I had to because that's where the money was. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs wedding photographers. So I felt like I had to say yes to every gig and mm -hmm. we're trying to make money. Right, <laughs> so right. like I was like money, okay. But at some point the money isn't worth it anymore. Right. So. That's yeah. true. Anyway, how has your week been? I don't really remember a lot of it. No? No. That's no bueno. No, yeah, I can't. I honestly can't remember what I did this week. Mm-mm. <laughs> These bugs. Yeah. 
why, why, why did the week go by so fast for you or go by? I don't even know if it went by fast. <laughs> Not true. I just, I just, yeah. Huh. Let's see. Today we rode is, the metro yesterday all day. Yeah. So I remember yesterday. Yeah. Um, like Friday. Don't really. Okay, so I know on the 23rd that was Kennard's birthday. Yes. But I don't know what Your I, bestie. I don't know what I did that day. Uh, we went to Target. <laughs> <laughs> we probably went to Target like every day this week. We probably did. Um, Not even buying nothing, but. Yeah. Um, I'm probably you know just trying to do work. Yeah. And preparatory stuff. And yeah. That was it. Like I yeah I don't remember anything. So how has this month been for you, like the first month? Now it's almost coming to a close. First, first month of not being employed, like, or being self-employed. How has that been for you? Not as productive as I would mm -hmm. have hoped it to be. Yeah, because all the traveling and stuff. Yeah, all the traveling and then kind of got to develop your own routines and stuff like that. Are we going to use this for anything? Well, good. It depends on how it sounds. True. Well, just in case. <laughs> so this month, we went down to your parents' house uh -huh. for your birthday week. Mm -hmm. We then, then it was Easter, so we went to Philly for my family. Uh -huh. So that's where we spent a lot of time. Yeah, and I mean the first week of April. You spent of, visiting people. Yeah, we well, yeah we tried to. It was yeah. supposed to be a relaxing like and, transition. Yeah. And I think we didn't really do anything for like two or three days. Yeah. And then we tried to get back in mm -hmm. the swing of doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've had gigs. Yes, so, weddings, yeah. portraits. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. sick. Yeah, you got sick. Strep throat, mm -hmm. fun, fun. Almost had my wisdom teeth taken out, then they yeah. rescheduled me. Yep. See, there was a lot going on this month. Yeah. A lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the month has been good or bad. Mm. Like, kind of just happened mm. and uh, I mean I guess the biggest thing is that I, you know I turned 30 yeah but that's a feat yeah I mean I'm grateful to God for that yeah to you know have been on the earth for 30 years yeah and he sustained me for that long how do you feel being 30 I feel like this is an opportunity to, to change my life mm. if I really want to it's like a turning point or a turning yeah. point opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely a turning point opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I think it's kind of scary. Okay. On some level. Tell because, me more. Because, I mean, I think, you know, although you graduate from college or whatever. Yeah. Or you graduate from high school and you start working on a job. Yeah. Or you turn 21, 25, and culturally... Be considered an adult before yeah. that, you know, 18. Yeah. You could be tried as an adult. Yeah. But I don't think you're really there. Hmm. Like, for some people, yeah, you get it. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any statistics that support it. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea that women mature faster than men or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think 30 is a point where you're like, you're a legitimate adult. Yeah. And so I think it's scary because. At this point, if you want your life to be something, yeah. it's really your responsibility. Yeah, that's and, true. And continue to learn that although God wants us to submit to him and mm -hmm. trust him, mm -hmm. he still gives us the free will of choice. Yeah. So if you want anything in life, 
you have to go get it. Yeah. And it's not to say that God doesn't have a plan for you mm -hmm. or that he doesn't want you to pursue particular things. Right. But even making the choice to pursue what he wants for you yeah. is still a choice that you have to make. Yeah. And I think at 30, you can't make excuses anymore. Yeah. You have to choose. Well, you can, <laughs> you know, it just... Well, it's not excusable. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, well... You really don't have any excuses anymore, you know, at yeah. some point, I it's think, on you. yeah, it's on you. Like you're an adult, you've, you've gone through your adolescence phase, mm -hmm. you've gone through your, like, I feel like 20s for a lot of people are considered like your mess up years mm -hmm. as you start your walk mm -hmm. into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so after that point, like you've been through enough, or at least maybe you should have been through enough mm -hmm. to... Not to say you have everything figured out, mm -hmm. but you should have a better idea of who you are, what you want, mm -hmm. and you know, you, you gotta start making decisions. Yeah. And you can't, I think a lot of people get stuck there because all of our lives we've been taught to either take, yeah. it, it flew by. Put it landed on me. No, it didn't. Is it on me? No. <laughs> okay. Um, you said all your life we've been taught. We've been taught really to just follow the lead of somebody else. Yeah. Whether it's our parents, whether it's our guidance counselor. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you have a mentor, if you get a job somewhere, yeah. you just automatically listen to your boss or whatever's happening. Yeah. And the hard part is actually taking your life into your own hands. Yeah. And, like, there's a quote in the Bible. <laughs> Not necessarily a quote, but... Spider-Man. I don't know what it was, <laughs> Buck. Um, yeah. But there's a scripture that I think Jonathan was talking to King Solomon at the time. Okay. And he mentioned that, you know, like, in essence, he was saying, like, don't, don't sin against David. You know, you know, King Solomon had a lot of insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so Jonathan was like, don't, don't sin against David because you're upset. Like, he's done... He did great things for us. Yeah. And like in this particular verse, at least in the King James Version, it says, David took his own soul. He took his soul in his own hands to yeah. fight against the Philistines. Yeah. And so he made that choice to say, all right, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Yeah. And I think at 30, at this point in your adulthood, or any point in your adulthood in your life, you have mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. You have to take your soul into your own hand. Yeah. And like, all right, what am I going to do? Yeah. You can either choose to remain mediocre or pursue something excellent mm -hmm. and I think for me that's scary because either not either but I think I struggle with one what so many people have said about me or believe about me mm. so leaving up living up to their standards yeah and then of course living up to God's standards yeah and then the fear of like well what if I make a, a wrong decision you know, of whatever I choose to do or even thinking about this, you know, like leaving my day job yeah. that had benefits and all this other stuff yeah. to go pursue something that I believe God wants me to do and something I do want to do yeah. that I think will be beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Like it's my responsibility to do that. And I can't blame anybody else. Yeah. I can't blame, really, I can't blame like the government. I can't blame all the other stuff that people want to give excuses to Yeah. because other people have found success in all the things that I've complained about. Yeah. You know? That's and so true. it's scary to be like, all right, 
whatever I want to change in my life is my responsibility. I got to do it. And I have to trust God in doing it. Um, So, I mean, I'm excited for 30. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm scared because that means it's all on me. I'm like, as much as I love my parents, as I love my friends and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I can't depend on anybody else to live my life. Yeah. Or... You know, I couldn't ask people for help. Yeah. But even asking for help is still my responsibility. It's still my choice. I still have to do that. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this <laughs> this year, you know, of trying to accomplish accomplish goals and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's like definitely a whole new phase in life. It's yeah. kind of like it's everything is starting over. Yeah. And I really have to trust God. Yeah. So, I mean, I got a lot of other things to work through, like, these past few years, I've learned a lot about myself. Yeah. And a lot about the world and people around me and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, whole view of everything has changed. Yeah. In such a drastic and dramatic way. Yeah. And, yeah, it really does feel like I'm starting from scratch. Well, I like new opportunities. (laughs) I love them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful that you're looking at when your life is a possible turning point. Yeah. Because I feel like we were talking about today, what's today? Whenever, the many times we went to Target. Yes. <laughs> and you were talking about um, John A. Cuff and how he was saying people wait till January 1st. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was today. Yeah, that was today. Yeah. Then like, I think I'm in the same place, honestly. So I support you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>